We're back with Josie Parkinson, that's me, uh, host and creator and chief financier of the Corner Spatey podcast. Um, all the podcasts you get for Lodcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, this is a special broadcast um, because uh, I've recently been made aware of events in uh, the quote uh, united unquote kingdom um, satire uh, that um, uh, there's a lot going down there's a lot going down there which is um, to use the technical term bollocks um, so uh, there was I, I do realize that um, the Josie Parkinson defenders among you might be more used to me being about three beers down when uh, discussing political affairs unfortunately um, uh, due to budget cuts this wasn't possible on this occasion and it's also why I'm currently recording this from the platform of uh, um, S-Bahn station um, won't tell you which one don't want the government to find me yeah ooh, under the radar uh, no um, I thought I would just do a little mini announcement about um, that uh, I'm going to officially come out in favor of voting on shit <laughs> and um, uh, and firmly anti um, dumb mean yeah yeah that's right I said it I said it was a mean stealing of um people's democratic rights you know just feel like I just feel like it's probably better when on one of the most divisive issues in my lifetime in the United Kingdom um, uh, maybe you, you want people to have a bit more of a say wasn't that the wasn't that the thing people were talking about having a say taking back control hot takes so um uh actually this issue was so much the was so infuriating that actually uh earlier this week i decided that it was time to quit twitter because um i was like what if every joke i wrote wasn't like a garbled impression of like a jabuki young white tweet um and um uh then literally one day later one glorious peaceful day later um i was like oh no actually i need to be publicly angry Ooh. oh heavens um so back on twitter i went and um i've got to say it feels amazing it really does it's really good to be able to um to to write a message that no one's ever going to read to the prime minister calling him a wanker it's uh, it's freedom. Maybe the only freedom, only the, the freedom, it's probably something interesting to say there about what freedoms are. Oh man. Okay, um, anyway, enjoy the rest of the episode. I'm sorry I'm not there to, to do a live discussion. Um, uh, be good to yourselves and don't let anyone be mean to you. Okay, love you, bye. Welcome to your weekly Corner Spatey. 
Um, I very much hope that you enjoyed that um, special message from our, uh, our, our Cornish PT correspondent, uh, Josie Parkinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, to all of our Josie Parkinson defenders out there, you will be receiving your, uh, your free T-shirt. AK-47. <laughs> DMT. <laughs> Everything TJX6 Scammer's Guide, the 200-page <laughs> manifesto. Exactly. Everything that you need to uh, to defend Josie Parkinson. Yes. But, um, yeah, so uh, same lineup as last week. Uh, it's your boy, Nick. It's also Karen. I'm here. I was in Sweden. It was terrible. Hey, what's up? It's Rob. I'm still here in the U.S. But he's Coming in New York. Live from New York, baby. New York, New York City, baby. Greatest city in the world. <laughs> when they say it's what your dreams are made of, uh, my dream is calling into the podcast that I do with my friends that um, a handful of people listen to. Aww. <laughs> handful? We have like a decent following. You I have up. big hands. All right. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's early in the morning for, for, for Rob. He's being... Yeah. Rob, have you, have you had your coffee or your tea or your kombucha? I haven't had coffee. Drink? He doesn't it understand is early what, for me. He doesn't understand um, what we're saying because he's in New York. Have you had your coffee? Hey, <laughs> hey, Rob, have you had your coffee yet? Coffee. <laughs> That's Boston, uh, isn't it? I am a little hungover because we had pickle juice shots. Do you know about this? Yeah, that sounds fucking pimp. Yeah, I never had them before. It was actually pretty good. It was at a Ukrainian bar. Good times. Hey, I'm at a Ukrainian bar over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me, Big Time Tarnovich. <laughs> Just remember, vote Poroshenko. <laughs> For those who don't know, you take the shot and then you take a small shot of pickle juice to it's wash good. it down. Yeah, and it like fucking, cleanses it your is, palate immediately. It is, and it I is like to think of our podcast as a little shot of pickle juice. So yeah, uh, Europe is. Um, I mean, the Amazon's on fire, like we said last week. But Europe's on fire in a much different sense. Uh, mm. By the fire, I mean fascism, and it's uh, it's quickly spreading, and it's cool. It's bad. So, uh, do, am I just gonna rant because I've been very yeah. mad about this? Yeah. I've been one. I've been mad about the, like no English. The only English language stuff that I found about this is like Deutsche Welle mm. bragging about how wow Greece and Germany aren't speaking terms again. Because like, <laughs> what happened? I don't know. Maybe a new government got elected. Who's what? like, you know, horrible, and uh, yeah. had their. Uh, uh, where do I start with this, Kieran? Please, I, I, please I, help me. I, I can do you I sweet can, I can. angel. I, I can't. I. Yeah. I'm so mad about this. We, I can just do simple ass background, which is, we did talk about it on the podcast when it happened, uh, but like there was an election in Greece, and now Nia Demakia. Nia Demokratia is now in charge. Your um, pronunciation was bad, but you're doing, it's okay. Okay, you're, you're doing the Swedish voice, Kieran. Nia Demokratia. D's don't exist in Greece, you big bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just thuz. Thuz? Yeah. Oh. There are actually D's, I take that back, because they're, they're N and T's put together. Talk about You want to talk about fucking Irish orthography. Let's go. Greek orthography is just as stupid. Anyway, yeah, okay. So what happened in Greece? There's a new government... Uh, don't believe don't believe the haters. They are not center right. They get along very well with the center right. Okay. Nick Nick will expand on that later. Let's yeah. just get through what happened. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Okay, um, go off. And don't believe I'll, the haters. Yeah. They can really do all kinds of Rubik's cubes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're in charge now in the government, and um, they made a lot of promises to be terrifying and. Yeah, uh, lo and behold, they're sticking to their promises of being... Finally, a government that sticks to their promises know, right? gets stuff done. Fucking cities that could not be terrifying. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess, like, Syriza was this 
How long were they in power for? Like four years, five years? From 2015, yeah. 2015, so almost, yeah, four years, okay. And they were doing, they were genuinely doing their best fucking job at like capitalism no. with a friendly yeah, face. Yeah, okay, I was about yeah, to say, yeah, I was yeah. to say, like, like, do not think that they were doing their best job at fucking leftism because yeah, no, no, every no. fucking Greek hates, that's why cities that went immediately like just tanked in the polls. Yes. Because they were like, oh, oh, he vote. Okay, yeah. Not going to do that. Like, literally yeah. two days afterward. So, yeah, that's basically the context. It's coming a bit to the forefront now, especially on, like, left-wing circles, it's especially ones that pay attention to Europe, which I think is us and four Twitter accounts. Um, <laughs> but, like, I think the thing that's culminating now is the Exarchia raids, mm-hmm. uh, which is, again, something they promised to do. Uh, like, they, they were like, well, we're going to clean up Exarchia about Exarchia, first of all, it is fascinating and reading up on it, it's cool and good, you should do it, but it is a largely, like, kind of squatter, radical leftist space, a a neighborhood within Athens, that I guess the modern relevance of this would be is that, as Nick said, they are giving spaces to defend and support Mm -hmm. refugees. And completely, up until two weeks ago, had no police presence. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing that was a big deal with Neo-Thamakratia is that they went and said that then that Exarchia was a big deal for them, that they had to go and, and clear up Exarchia. Yeah. And that now um, that's become a reality. Yes. That it wasn't just talking points. It was that, then that they're getting help with local fascist groups. Yanis Pavulias <laughs> right. has been doing a lot of good uh, uh, translation of, of Greek... Uh, articles and things on the ground that have been happening in Athens yeah. into English, so that then that they can become you know more normalized between you know the rest of Greeks a stupid language like let's just yeah, 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 yeah. but um yeah so there have been things of like fascist groups who have been going to the police which is, has, has always been a thing in Greece I can get to that in a, in, in a split second um it's the founding of these parties so mm. it kind of comes into the sense of like you know just um, showing solidarity to the um, the mostly anarchists, communists, like uh, leftism in Greece is very much alive and vibrant. I think yeah. a lot of people forget that a lot of the time because of how their government ends up looking is much different than what the general public believes. Yeah. Greece is very left wing. Same thing with, with, with Ireland. Even, yeah, even then there's still that like there are 50 extra seats yeah. bonus system which disproportionately gives a party that has like a plurality of the vote it gives the majority control yeah. which will fuck yeah. with people which Neo-Democratia was going to win the day after the Alki vote like, yeah. there was no there was no fucking question about that I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of like critique of the system but at least they're trying to make politics fun <laughs> you know have a little like spice yeah. it up a bit bonuses yeah. you uh, know what has ga- you know what has bonuses games bonus games games have bonuses yeah you know what games started with games started in you Greece like that? yeah the Olympics or some shit like that. I yeah. don't know. Let's just like pretend that then Greece is Western. Just get naked and touch each other. Yeah. Games. <laughs> yeah. I want everything about Greece, but I want it to be like homophobic. <laughs> so, um, hello, my name is Ben Shapiro. Welcome to my 10 talk. <laughs> um, no, but so in all seriousness, like how does then the situation come to where we have it now with Neo-Thamakratia openly being fascist? Yeah. And I think that then a lot of Westerners don't understand that the neo-thermocratia has always been fascist. 
It's just that they've been hiding it because they have like more fascist parties to the right of them, which with with uh, Golden Dawn, oh yeah, uh, with with their appearance that then came up um, in 2012-2013. Golden Dawn is a party, though, that I think maybe the media doesn't always necessarily communicate this the best way, but like a lot of European politics, like knows that they are insane. Like the far right parties of various other European countries know oh, yeah. that they are like too far right for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Nia is, like, definitely a, a happy medium for this because, yes. like, we got to back up until how did this party form? Lo and behold, your boy just wrote a fucking thesis about this shit. And nice. I'm going to fucking lay some knowledge on you bitches about or, this. Or in the original English, desis. Yeah, desis. <laughs> exactly. Desis nuts. Desis nuts. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Neatamakatia literally is just kind of like formed out of the sense of like that the U.S. needed a right-wing party mm. because Greece coming out of the Civil War was just like a country that could not hold political stability. So you had a transition from center to, to right-wing, but like not full right-wing, just kind of like a center-center-right back and forth. And um, the implementations of of social programs never actually happened yeah. during the Marshall Plan act because of this. Also because there's what I would agree is a legitimate point to be made, but some people view it as conspiratorial, that Greece had to be left outside of the periphery of the core European industrial zones. So maintaining Greece as non-industrial was beneficial to Germany and France. Who? Which is, in my opinion, a fair point to make, and is true if you go to Greece and you realize that there is no industry still to today. Yeah. There's shipping, but there's no actual industry. There's a lot of people who talk about like, I think this kind of happened. This has happened to Portugal and Spain as well. This is the um, the tourism trap. Yeah, like when you when you have an economy that's reliant on tourism, it is something that destroys like a that will uh, just by the process of doing this destroy your industry. Yeah. Like it, but it's, Greece had no industry to begin with. Fair enough. They had they had like infrastructure that was built but no actual in, to be fair Greece had a had a, a bourgeoisie that was made by the British in order to preserve a a very limited industrial class. So making more industry would have brought more people into this industrial class. Yeah. So there's a there's, there's a double-sided kind of coin to this is that one is that you just don't industrialize the country so that you can maintain the industrialized bourgeoisie who already has power, political power and economic power. Hmm. Um, which one's right? Funny how that I, correlates. Yeah. Which one's right? I don't know, but it's still like Greece has always been this like underdeveloped country that then Europe has like always pretended is like democratic. Hmm. And it never actually existed as like a democratic sort of thing within it. But they made it. They, yeah. They invented but, it. So they made it. They made this whole shit. I, I, I can I can vote in the Eurovision because of Greece. Exactly. Yes, Eurovision was actually uh, was actually the last uh, thing of the Olympics. Yeah. In, in ancient Greece, they all sang. So so you're telling me you're you're telling me this kind of like whether it's tourism economy, these kind of like non-industrial economies is like soil. Yeah, exactly. The, the like Imperial West is like, this is all you need to survive. Just yeah. drink this three times a day. You'll yeah. be good. And Uzo, by, you're on the beach under the sun and now you're dead from dehydration. <laughs> yeah. And by that in the sense of then what it means to them, people who are in Greece, it means um, uh, uh, um, these... You're getting no protein is what it oh, means. Oh no, they have plenty of protein. You're just eating nothing but lamb and beef yeah. or, and pork. Eat a whole lamb. Day. Yeah, and you'll be fine for six weeks. Greeks have this special ability to unhinge their jaw and just swallow a lamb alive and whole, like Kieran a python. Is, Kieran saw me do it earlier today. I did. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, My dog's no, but, gone. But in, in in all seriousness, what that meant, um, <laughs> it's, it, that it is actually kind of true in the sense of that that it's it's it is like not not the unhinging of the fucking <laughs> jaw. <laughs> But you heard it here first. <laughs> but it like like in the sense of that it does come down to the sense that that now the modern sense of of this acceptance of whatever this like bullshit word is has just been like finance capital yeah. for Greece. So, uh, but like, all right. So back up to the fifties, and so there's this political instability that then exists in Greece, and the U.S. is just you know fucking mad hmm. because you know Greece ends up out of a civil war where they you know they beat the communists that's a pretty good thing to do even though the the uh, kappa kappa epsilon or kke as they're known in, in in western countries largest political movement in that country at the time got defeated uh i'm very sad about that still after writing my paper and, uh, <laughs> No, not because they're communists, but because they're homophobic. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the modern KKE is much different to the old KKE. Yeah. Um, <laughs> old KKE, gay AF. <laughs> the old KKE, you fuck your homies. Yeah. New KKE, don't think about Don't yeah. dare fucking International about solidarity, fuck a Turk. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so in the 50s, the U.S., uh, there's literally just like a line of... of, of, of uh, letters that are between the ambassador from the United States to then that of like the political elites. I'm like, we got to make a new party, and we want it to be like really right, really, really, really right wing. And they make a thing called Greek Rally. Greek Rally happens to be a party that then is just made up of like metaxists. Ah, cool. If you don't know what that is, that is Greek fascism. <laughs> we we covered this in our Golden Dawn episode. We did, yeah. Funny so, how this is connected. Yeah. So uh, you have a party that then is a metaxis party, mm-hmm. um, a, a weird, a weird political ideology that I should not be repeating on this damn fucking show. Um, but that party um, has some general popularity. They stay in power for like three years and then yeah. kind of disappear. Reform, you know, they well. happen to uh, you know have all the people who used to be in it. Come mm-hmm. back, and they uh, changed their name to, to New Democracy or Neo Democratia, as it ah, is in yes. Greek. And they've kind of just stayed as this just batshit insane movement since the end of the uh, um, military dictatorship. By the way, Greece had one of those things. First country that then that that uh, the U.S. Just was just like willing to just throw under the bus in Europe. The only one, actually, if I can mistake, aside from Portugal. Uh, it, yeah, it kind of depends because the military dictatorship of Greece happened post World War Two. Yeah. Whereas I think what was happening in Portugal and Spain are continuations of what was of happening. World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. Of the first military dictatorship that then is in Europe, I'm like making like a lot of like exceptions. Yeah, there's this. a lot of caveats to this. Yeah, yeah. Either the first or the third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it ends up being like 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 a lot of inspiration for how like Pinochet comes to power and stuff like that. Because oh yeah. A yeah, lot yeah. of those people who then ended up in this working in this regime just like randomly end up in South America. They I, I they I it's weird, but there is like a weird kind of race politics to it. It's like ah swarthy kind of white European yeah. peoples. They all have to be controlled by military. Who yeah. does? All this stuff that happens to Greece and what was happening already in Spain, because there's yeah. a there's a transition from like fascist Franco to just kind of like authoritarian Franco, um, and there's never had to been a moment to like realize that that, that that Franco was shit. Yeah, and Greece never had that moment either. They were just kind of like, okay, look, like the U.S. apologized, but then it was never like a moment of like accepting that then that this is a problem that then was promoted by the United States in anti-communism. Spain, yeah, Spain does not 
reflect on Franco in any way the same way a German would on Hitler. Like because they just look at fucking like body count. They look at the sense of like the actual sense of how like how like the the regime functioned. Yeah, you know because uh, white Europeans fucking love body counts. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the famine killed a million people. <laughs> that's my version of that. Um, but yeah, like all this stuff that's happening in southern European southern European countries is then just like copy pasted into Latin America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so how does that tie into today? Because Neo-Thomacratia up in, from, like, the 1980s until now was always viewed as, like, the center-right, you know, good party that then mm. was good for neoliberalism. And I think that then, like, now we're in that, like, that, like mask-off scenario because now, um, like I was saying, follow the boy, I forgot his name, uh, Giannis Babulias? Babulias, yeah. Yeah. That's what you said last time, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you don't, you're like, because it was pulled up last time. So I yeah, that's it fair, that's time. fair. But, um, so, uh, uh, Neo-Thermocratia is also then established within Athens and Thessaloniki, um, like the National Guard kind of taking over the role of police in some areas, which is incredibly frightening for a country that was in a military dictatorship like 30 years ago. Yeah. And I know for a lot of people in that country, that's not a thing that they want to go back to, mm-hmm. unless you're a member of Golden Dawn. Yeah. Or in this case, Neo Thamakratia, who then, to be fair, um, took the Golden Dawn vote by becoming more racist. Mm. And there's a lot of people within that uh, community who were just like massive Trump stands. Yeah. And they were a stand for him because of racism and authoritarianism. Yes. So uh, the only thing that I ask of our listeners is please, um, you know, uh, if I were, were religious or anything of that sense, keep greasing your prayers. <laughs> uh, but no, but but in all in all seriousness, uh, like whatever solidarity that you can then you know make or show to to, to Greece and Exarchia, hmm. um, I really hope that there are projects in Berlin that then are doing stuff for that because this is a massive uh, a movement towards. Uh, uh, you know, of of a destruction of left spaces, a destruction yep. of then, you know, protecting refugees, a destruction of, of anti-imperialism just strictly on itself because there is a running current that at least I feel that then runs from the Greek Civil War to then how these, these left-wing movements still yeah. function today. And they do take pride in that. Although they may not be, you know, Aam and Elas of, of back then, they at least like recognize that there's this political undercurrent of these countries that, that is still very much um, intertwined within the movements of today that then are very much like Neo Thermocratia is the the party of capital. Yeah. There's no other way of putting it. Syriza was a shit left wing party. They failed, they failed immediately, but it's nothing remotely as horrible as what's going to happen in that country. Like capital controls got moved, which means the capital can move in and out of the country as it freely like wants to. And Greece still has a 25% unemployment rate and Mm -hmm. no healthcare system practically now because of austerity. Pensioners have, are cannot afford food in that fucking country still. Yeah. So like I, I, the only thing I ask is that like, um, if you're listening to this episode, uh, please I don't even like if, even if it's just like a retweet or something like I mean the the very least unlike a lot of other media like just try and pay attention yeah, to what's exactly. fucking happening there because it's not being covered by a lot of different people. Um, you got but, your boy here though for that. Though, yeah, so. exactly. But I, I think a lot of this would be that you would have to explain what exarchia is. It, it's often a very common thing you see in a lot of like uh, you, you know the the big media houses and stuff like that is that 
they'll not give priority to explaining something happening in another country. And then when it starts going to shit and it's actually important to pay attention to, and this is often like left space stuff, Mm -hmm. um, they will not bother to introduce the topic and therefore won't bother to like cover its downfall. I think a lot of people would feel that way about like the fall of Afrin in Rojava. Uh, No media really ever successfully explained what Rojava was. Uh, The Turkish media did, and they said it was bad. Oh, yes, of course. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like Exarchia is, I think, one of Europe's biggest kind of like left-wing potentialities. Like like in all seriousness, because everyone looks at that one community in Denmark that's like a pretend anarchist community. Oh, Christ, uh, Christiana. Christiania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, Taurus basically. Yeah, yeah. Exarchia, in my opinion, is like an actual, like, like that you had an actual movement that then was a, a, a militarist left-wing movement that pushed police out of this area that then went from the ground up and then made this a safe area for people who were, who were ignored by, um, I think everyone forgets how racist Greek politics and police are but you know nonetheless it's like it is it is a ground up movement that isn't um done in the sense of like tourism or whatever it isn't done to be like you know kitschy whatever and that's that's a german word (laughs) but whatever (laughs) well we we were talking about this last week a little bit when we were talking about these left spaces and what and what these like what you can do with them and in the moment where they become not only political in a vague sense, but political in a very yeah, material, course. real sense in terms of like providing solidarity or doing something, then that's dangerous, yeah. you know? And it's not... And you can... And, and the Greek government isn't going after Exarchia just because... It's not just a cool uh, place to hang out. Know, it's like they're no, cool no, no. and they're it's, jealous it's, it's is an active like, site yeah, of because resistance. It's, exactly. Like, you know? It provides a safe space for refugees, which Neo-Thamakratia uh, uh, had a massive platform against. So, and and not to I don't want to I don't know so much about Christiania, so please correct me if I'm wrong. But my impression of that is that, and I don't know if this is the full tendency, but there's absolutely a tendency in these kind of what left spaces to just turn into a kind of like cool nimbyism, right? Like they were protecting land in Copenhagen for like to have like nice community yeah. to live in, you know, and you're allowed to be more free and do stuff. But there's a way that that can be contained. But I think that also comes by, in, yeah, yeah. It, it can, it can, it can, it can operate in conjunction with like whatever the broader and I think, state project. Yeah. yeah. Like, but it I think this comes into the sense too, just like the, the, the historical breakup of like how these things were like made. Um, I think Greece and Denmark are like much different, like just in the sense of historically where they are. Denmark can kind of do what they want, no matter what yeah. it is. And I feel that like Greece falls under a sense of that. Then they're always under the pressure of Europe. And I feel that then like lefties are the first to get the brunt end of that boot. The weird thing that I find about all this is that the connection between Greece and Denmark is fucking Prince Charles, who's the like who was the co-monarch of yes be- before the monarchy was gotten rid of in yeah. Greece. And well, no, Denmark still has one, but yeah. Uh, he was the co-prince of like Denmark and Greece. The the royal families of those two countries were linked. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, weird ass shit. Also, yeah, I Christiana in its modern day is very much. I think cool nimbyism is is maybe a little unfair way of putting it, but really also not that far off. Um, it is mostly like a tourist destination at this point. The other space that I'm thinking of in Europe that I can't find the name of. It, it's in no way an urban space, but it's that part of France that like there was going to be an airport built on it and then like that area got squashed 
it's quite huge and there's like a huge anarchist community there and it's i want to say it's called like the zone or something like that i can't fucking find it for yeah it's something yeah, yeah i forget yeah, the yeah, name yeah. too but i know what you're talking um, about um i think that might be bigger than exarchia but exarchia certainly is like but exarchia is also in the middle of athens exactly yeah, it's a big urban space yeah, so if you uh, go to like if you get up at omania and you walk five like five minutes you're yeah. in exarchia and it's the thing that then i think is so interesting about it is that, like actually experiencing the one of the anarchist spaces like is not actually much different than from a normal space in athens mm. except for that um it's cooler <laughs> and I don't mean cooler in the sense that like oh there's cool shops and this and that and that, but there is like a genuine sense of, like you can kind of do whatever you want. And I mean that also in the good and bad sense of it. Um, for for anyone who's curious, the thing that we are thinking of is called the ZAD Z A D. It stands for Zona Defendre, like a it's zone of French, defense. I don't like it. But yeah, it's no. cool. but it is. It's massive. I'm looking at a map. It looks it. like a country. It is like it's almost a microstate. Yeah, you know, Exarchia is not nearly that big. No, but Exarchia does have the added um, coolness, clout, and also like difficulties of being an urban space. Yeah, it's in the middle of a city. So yeah, on that last final note, because yeah. I've spoke on this way too long, and this is a very near and dear topic to my heart. Yeah, um, is. Uh, uh, protects ex- exarchia. I don't know how you would do that in the comfort of your home, but just simply raising awareness of this is a big deal. Um, Tweet out a Greek cop and call him Macedonian. Yeah. Um, find your local Greek cop and call him a Macedonian. Exactly. <laughs> and not Macedonian in the sense of like the cool sense of Macedonia. Like be like, oh, hey, I heard that you're from the former Yugoslavian Republic of Macedonia. And they'll be like, what? And then you and go, then oh, sorry, real Macedonia. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, really just kind of uh, um, do what you can. Yeah. And what's important, I, like, I just just to really emphasize the point, like, Greece, it's not like you you should care about Greece because it's Greece, but this is these are the same dynamics in play across Europe. I mean, you have the twin vectors of like yeah. austerity and racism. And then you have, at least in this case, like actually a unified left anti-racist coalition and like project against it that's being directly attacked. And that kind of dynamic, of course, Greece is under more pressure within the EU than other countries, but it's not like a categorical no, exactly. difference. Yeah. You know, it's this would happen in any sense. Coming soon to a, to a yeah. city near coming you. Coming to a city near you, like uh, solidarity. Solidarity. No, yeah, I hope solidarity, but yeah. austerity and racism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the main political choices in a lot of European countries is like, do you want the racist austerity party or do you want just the austerity party? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so it's actually interesting that, we, that your history or what's actually happened to Neo-Democratia kind of leads us on to the next country we're going to talk about, which is... Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Long Greece, Italy. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, so it's interesting that Neo-Democratia has moved to the right because I think a common trend you can observe across all these... Can we just, like, hold up, hold up, hold up? Yeah. I want to take a moment and just, uh, you know, realize that Neo-Democratia has a massive amount of, like, Alex Jones like kind of personalities in it who are Sick. like massive anti-Semites. Of course. And I think that you shared that video with me that was the guy selling toothpaste and anti-Semitic books. Yes. <laughs> so that's what we're dealing with. 
Like, I love that a lot of them are like these uh, TV telemarketers because there's a lot of sh- like moving pictures. So even though they're speaking Greece, uh, Greek, I, I understand what's happening. As a Half the time speaker. they're telling you to buy the book and then no, 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 no. Or yes, 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 yes. I, I enjoy, you should watch me do like three minutes of just staring at a Twitter video and waiting for the correct number of images and me then just dawning. Oh, this is anti-Semitic. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, shit! Um, but yeah, it is interesting that there's like this. Um, uh, there's this observed trend across the like um, all these kind of like post-fascist or post-military junta countries in Southern Europe where um, they moved sufficiently more to the right, and Greece kind of bucked the trend of the classically quote-unquote center left center right quote-unquote party uh filling that space rather than what happened in spain and italy where the classical center left party has or center right party has collapsed in favor of a new further right wing party and i guess that leads us to what's happening in italy because Berlusconi's party is only getting fucking 8% of the vote nowadays. So, and he was always fucking dodgy as all hell. Like, all these parties, like uh, the EPP, the, yeah, no, the PP with uh, the the Francoist in everything but name party of, like, Rajoy did have to straddle this line of being, oh, we're a respectable right-wing party, but also, you Franco stands, you're welcome too. Uh, and that was a similar thing Berlusconi was doing, but I guess it's not good enough for modern Italians anymore. He was doing that with Mussolini. And now we have Fratelli, Fratelli Italia and La Lega and Casa Pound. All these other fun faces. So, uh, Rob, you've been, you've been looking into Italy. What, what, what are you... Yeah, first things first, I just want to say shout out to all the Italians finally canceling <laughs> Berlusconi. Uh, yeah, yes. We're making great progress. Well, I guess we should just sum up the political situation. Yeah. So what was it, a month ago when um, Lelega pulled out of the coalition? Um, I, for, I, I don't even uh, remember the ostensible reason. It was some, I think they were building, it was like some project for high-speed rail or something like that. Um, but they were just waiting for the moment because they've been they basically flipped where um, I think in in the majority coalition, the five-star movement had something like double the seats of La Lega. And then for the past several months, La Lega has had about double, they, yes. they're about twice as high in the polls as the five-star movement. And what's important in the very uh, regionally split up Italian um, political scene, they're gaining more in the south where they never had La Lega is or, um, or so I think that's sort of a s- Lega is La Lega yeah exactly yeah. five star is always very strong Lega in the south. Um, would at least be Lega Nord it used to be Lega Nord they yeah, used yeah. to want to uh, separate the country away from the swarthy basically Arab southern Italians I mean, yeah 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 because that's like that I I literally joked with Rob before the show started about mm. polenta eaters which is a a uh, a slur that the, the people from the south use to the north. Yeah. So, um, so the polenta eaters want to then uh, uh, court the people of the south. Yeah. They, Italians probably just use the n-word for them. Let's <laughs> be honest. Uh, the n-word probably goes very far with who qualifies into that. Northern Libyans. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, finally, the, the people in the South are looking at this uh, polenta eater like Matteo Salvini and be like, he might sound like, he might talk like the apes from Princess Mononoke, but yeah. he has a vision for the future. <laughs> they probably saw that, that know, video of him it. DJing. Oh, God. Fuck. I was, <laughs> grinning I was like just a, about he, to say. He lo- looking like the dancing hot dog from Snapchat and just being like, wow, he's cool. Polenta flying from his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he from? Yeah. Milan. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. But I don't know what Milan. he represents now. He was at okay, least... Yeah, uh, so he, he is a fucking polenta eater then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milan is <laughs> terrible. I've been there. It's the I only mean, place I've been. With a Gucci, uh, wearing a Gucci bib. <laughs> Gucci bib. Voila. DJ. At the fucking club. Scoop, <laughs> scoop. <laughs> polenta everywhere. Matteo Savini. Bra, <laughs> bra, <laughs> I say to a boat full of refugees. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, it's dodgy. Womp womp. Womp womp. So, so you want to do I, it, uh, Kieran? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about like why the, the polls have changed so much from the fucking last election. The opinion polling has changed. Um, polls are okay now. The polls are fine. <laughs> okay, well, no, good. they're not. But anyway... Um, yeah, so they've been taking all these surveys and it's drastically different from what it was um, when the election was held. Like, basically the results between the results between the last general election in Italy and the European election have basically swapped. Um, five-star movement basically got off 30-something percent in the last election, while um, uh, Lega Nord got, or Lega got 17 percent and now those numbers have been flipped and this is due to the fact that i think lega not lega but five-star movement i think did have some like left-wing support like it's the only it it's the only place that makes sense like they the pd the democratic party which is like liberal center-left nonsense but it was the only game in town um hemorrhaged a lot of people after they moved more and more to the center and I think the only option they had to go to was Five Star Movement. But Five Star Movement as a party or as a structure was this incoherent mess. Uh, it did have a left wing. It did have a right wing. But Are you trying to say that like Greece and Italy have very similar political backgrounds? They have almost identical political backgrounds. Do you want to know why that is? <laughs> no. They actually, <laughs> go I on. do know why the reason it's is. It's because they that. both can unhinge their jaw. Yeah, exactly. That's yes. where the Germans, the Germans, literally think that they're like I, that they're not poor. They're hiding all their money inside their mouth, like that big fat fish in that one uh, SpongeBob episode. Exactly. Keeps the yes. pickles on his yeah, tongue. Yeah. That is the reason. But except for that, it's not <laughs> Germany. It's the U.S. And that actually comes after, in the sense of Italy, it's after Operation Gladio. Operation Gladio Ooh. is when a CIA-backed Italian person unhinged his jaw and ate communism. Exactly, yeah. And that <laughs> happened to be a fascist, but whatever. Um, no, but in the Marshall Plan, that was the thing that then the countries had to sign on to, is that they had a dumb parliamentary system that made yeah. no fucking sense. And for, uh, I know for a fact for Greece, I don't know 100% for a fact for Italy, but I would assume that then it is probably similar. Um, because they couldn't have a stable government, they had to sign on to a fact that you get the plus 50 dumb fucking seats. Yeah. You have this dumb government that makes no fucking sense. And uh, you get this thing called democracy, baby. You guys yo. may know of it. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. 
It's when you get to vote in the Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you get to bring, uh, you know, whatever the last uh, uh, thing that these both countries got to bring to Eurovision was. Hmm. That, um, yeah, I was I was saying earlier that there is like this very similar way that like Berlusconi's party kind of operated the same way as like the PP in Spain, as did Neo Democratia in Greece, where they kind of straddled this line between being the respectable center right, but also had to like um, appeal to the like, hey, Franco slash Mussolini slash Metaxas was cool uh, group of people. Whereas those two parties in, in Spain and Italy have kind of failed now. Neo Democratia has managed to Ooh. like, yeah, yeah, go mask off, as you said. But anyway, the other thing that happened with Five Star Movement, Five Star Movement has effectively failed um, because yeah. uh, they did have a left-wing base that felt pretty much instantly betrayed when um, it became clear that they were going to get into bed in government with La Lega. Um, that is very clearly reflected in the polls. Like That's when they started going down, when is when they announced the coalition. Um, then the other side of this as well is that they've been um, corrupt. It's a combination of corrupt incompetent and incoherent so they're italian yes (laughs) this is like but this is like every bad joke about an italian party happened and was all in the one party um the the and in the party that one of their big things was anti-corruption right like oh yeah not like the corrupt politicians were clowns and shit hey it's big time tommy here speaking of a five-star movement <laughs> against no, no. corruption big time tommy is a lega supporter dj vinnie dice's five-star movement yeah st- stick to canon yeah, 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 yeah i'm so sorry i failed us <laughs> uh milo i am if, if if you're listening i'm so sorry that i've stepped out of uh, my okay zone for yeah. he's going big to time tommy he's committed he's going to commit greek america which I'm assuming is just drinking ozu ozu in the sun and dying. Did you just call it ozu. Ozu. <laughs> the combination. Yeah. So they did kind of initially pitch themselves as the anti-corrupt party. The whole thing about like being a five-star movement politician is when you got into um, the national parliament as well as like regional parliaments was that you were meant to donate half of your monthly salary to a charity. Uh, I think they had like a selection of like five or six charities. And the thing is you had to post like a photo on your social media network of like the transaction, the statement. So, but what eventually became... I'm uncomfortable with this. No, I know, right? But what eventually became revealed... This is like half of the five-star movement platform. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like something (laughs) you would make up like... Yeah, you have to uh, go in front of your constituents and uh, let them whip yeah, you. Yeah, you have to floss dance <laughs> 100 times. Like four hours. Yeah. After but, that, you're good. But the thing that got revealed was it was immediately, it was a very common practice that immediately after the photo was taken, you would use your mobile banking to like cancel the, the money being sent. <laughs> so it would never Classic. just go away. And they just kept 100% so you're of saying that, that Wait, so you're saying that Five Star Movement is made of just a bunch of TJX6s. Okay, yes, but then incompetency comes in. TJX6 is very competent at what he does. True. Yeah. Yeah. So they I wish. Mean, Rob Rob <laughs> has to have a final say on this. I don't know as well. How competent <laughs> that his grift is uh TJX6. Uh pretty good okay. so far. 
we don't know if, if, if uh, it'll work long term. It's very aggressive. <laughs> uh, Rob's looking at this seen. like in the sense of it's like fucking like looking at the NFL. Just like, well, you see, like in the first down, <laughs> I really have this going. I'm imagining him like a, a, a 1920 stockbroker where he has like the ticker coming in. It's like, oh, I'm looking at it here. It's still good. <laughs> Not at all. Well, you know, like like another 1920s uh, figure, like Al Capone, you know. Might 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 get him eventually, but he's going to live big. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else can you do? We stand TJX six here. Right, I'm Corner sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then <laughs> you're allowed. Yeah, you're allowed to have three possible uh, rules clear. in our society. Uh, you can scare. You can build. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. You can be. Uh, you can you can build solidarity and be revolutionary. You can just be a scammer, but be honest about it. Uh, or you can just drink the pickle juice and laugh at uh, laugh at our jokes. Got one of the so then the incompetency comes in, which is they weren't very good at doing anything. Like internationally, I don't think anyone knows who the fuck Luigi De Maio is. He was that. <laughs> See, that's a character from Mario. Wasn't uh, he? Yeah, he's. The... <laughs> that's already some beta shit. You should name yourself yeah, Mario. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no one give a shit about the year of Luigi. Um. Yeah, like no one knows who he is, even though he's the head of the senior coalition partner. Everyone was paying attention to Matteo Salvini because Matteo Salvini was doing the things he wanted to do, which were horrifying. Um, he was fucking. Well, why did they have the other guy as the prime minister? Like that was part of the coalition Conte. agreement, right? Like back when it started. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a that's. I guess because Luigi likes prefers to just be the like behind the scenes guy, but then doesn't that like seed more of the fucking media circus? Yeah, the, the whole structure know. of this gives. Comte is like just a technocrat and he is picked as like this neutral decision on this coalition. But it does, you're right, it does. Doing that seeds more power to the heads of the parties that make up the coalition, which would have worked if one of them wasn't incredibly inept. And then that meant that Salvini got all the power, even though he was just the interior yeah. minister, which, in fairness, if you're a fascist. Well, party, isn't also part of it. That's the only I know that um, the. One of our favorite term, populism, gets uh, bandied about a lot in Italy. And at least the Democratic Party, I know the, I forget the name Hillary of the new leader. Clinton. But under Zingaretti. Renzi, it was... Pis- Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> yeah, Zingaretti. Hillary Zingaretti. <laughs> Hillary Zingaretti Clinton. <laughs> uh, but uh, Renzi, like, his whole thing was, we are, we are going to be the anti-populist party. And for the Five Star Movement, who, I don't know if they call themselves populists or just everyone labels them the quote-unquote yeah. left populist, but... I think it's the latter, It doesn't it? seem like a very populist thing to just put a technocrat as uh, in charge as soon as you, like, have a dominant, like, showing yeah, in the election. Yeah, so you're right. Everyone does... Okay, so everyone calls them a populist party. I think only insane people call them left populist because they're not... Yeah. Um, there There's a lot of insane people out there, though. Yeah, there is. Oh, we'll get to that. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Shout out to my boy, um, <laughs> Beppe Grillo. Beppe Grillo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, he's long gone from the party. The was he? He was five star move, wasn't he? He's the founder of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. co-founder. That's like where you know that you're just bad as a European party that you get founded by a fucking comedian. And that's how you know you're bad as a comedian as well. Both sides of that. <laughs> yeah. Like I would never want to see a German party founded by fucking Jan Böhmermann because like in three years it would just end up as the AFD anyway because it'd be like oh wow, guck mal, das ist das ist Humor für die Deutschen. Oh. 
Kieran prediction 2019 it's gonna fucking happen before we die well it's not it would be like honestly like um something this isn't from Jan Boomen necessarily but like you often see like German liberals like lament the fact like back when Obama was president like wow we can't why can't we have like a funny politician like Obama that's all we would want and they would be so happy to have that than just anything would yeah yeah it would be that again funny I'm doing air quotes I'll be like, why can't we have a funny racist Obama politician? Yeah, I, you know, actually, I, I, I love it. Let's get yeah, it popping. So that uh, John Boomer, man. Rob, before he goes to bed every single night, watches the John Boomer clip of Manupalu, <laughs> which is the uh, racist version, the racist Turkish version, or the racist German version of a Turkish version of Monopoly, if it existed. And Rob just eats that up like it's fucking breakfast. That does sound like the amount of levels required for a German joke. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is, yeah. exactly. <laughs> By the way, happy Victory Day. <laughs> um, as a Greek, speaking for Turkey, yeah. thank you. Um, I'm glad that our countries are split. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, hit me up on Twitter of which people you think are Turkish... And I'll tell you if they're Turkish or not. So far, everyone that you've sent me is, in fact, Turkish, mm. including myself. 100%, baby. And you, if you ask the question. Yeah, if you ask the question, you're also Turkish. Yeah. So this is, this is uh, coming at you for Victory Day. It's August 30th, uh, 2019. The Turkish Republic has existed for 80-something years. I don't care. Yeah. But we're all Turkish, baby. Nice. Rob, you're also Turkish. Before you laugh, I know, I know. Kieran, you're unfortunately not. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> yeah, sorry. Rob has it like one eighteenth Syrian, which which automatically makes him one hundred percent Turkish. <laughs> Look at the watch, which will be Turkish in now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! Okay, yeah. The other fun thing about the Five Star Movement is that it was founded, co-founded by Pepe Grillo, which we talked about, but also co-founded by like. A tech grifter, because like one of the big things of the five star movement was that we're going to like Marcos Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yeah, tech grifter. Because the whole thing is we're going to do more direct democracy. We're going to be like all online. Like one of their original pitches was that like, do people even need to go to their jobs anymore? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. So this is why five star movement fucking collapsed and. Lega ate that up and pretty much have been just like waiting until they were at the correct point of the polls, like you said, to then just suddenly stop working with the five-star movement so that they could force an election to happen, which may have backfired on them now, which I find kind of funny. Well, so um, I don't think all the news is out. At least I haven't Mm. seen it. But um, yeah, it kind of came out of left. It was it was increasingly likely in the in the days leading up to the announcement, and then uh, basically, the Conte will still be um, prime minister, and they'll just have the Democratic Party instead of La, of uh, La Lega, basically. Yeah. And um, so that would be interesting. It is. It's really interesting. Also, that that like Conte is like really popular with the Italian people. Like his approval rating is really high, even though he's like a technocrat nobody. He has like no political allegiances, blah blah blah. He's purely a figurehead, but he's really popular. 
And yeah, I can't imagine this is going to do well for the five star movement as well because they they were also like sworn enemies of um, of the PD because the PD represented the establishment, which they were supposedly against. Right. Yeah. So, and then some people just talk about this will just give more fire for, or more fuel to the fire for Salvini. I don't know. At least he's not, I guess he won't be the interior minister anymore. Um, I don't know if this in particular gives him more fire rather than, or more fuel rather than just everything that's happened in Italy in the past five years. Um, it doesn't, bu- it certainly doesn't book the it's, trend. It's good for now. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. good for now. It doesn't book the trend though. And he he is the big boy of the like Italian right, like every like. Um, oh, he's a he big is boy. He's a big boy. Uh, speaking of other big boys, you have Berlusconi, whose party is just completely subservient to Lega Nord now, and similarly, Casa Pound and Fratelli Italia have always been like super big fans of Lega's, La Lega. So they could. I think, like, if a general election was called tomorrow, it would be Prime Minister Salvini, which is kind of terrifying. That's horrifying. Yeah. I don't want that. No but one. then again, I did not want... Uh, if there's this new coalition, it, like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. Kieran. Italy doesn't do the whole snap elections. Basically, what um, what Salvini was trying to do is he was trying to force an early election by making the government unworkable. He yeah. didn't think the PD and Five Star Movement could make a coalition together that would be stable. Uh, and he might be right. They could fucking fall apart any day now and there will be a general election. Um, he has rules in play that if there is no stable government for X amount of time or after X amount of tries... If you don't A, B, before you fucking, you yeah. know... If you don't A, 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 B, B twice to your preferred baby, if you don't A at the baby that you want to be prime minister in the parliament... We have to have an election. We'll see if what the people are. If you don't go up to fucking constituents and ask them, hey, do you go to the shore? <laughs> and they say no, then you can call for a new election. Yeah. <laughs> I am just imagining Italian parliament, but instead of I, like the American Congress, it's A. <laughs> and the A's have it. <laughs> I'm just imagining Italian parliament, but it's just all Italian Americans that are way too tan. I'm also now imagining the Italian parliament, but it's just the Mushroom Kingdom. I'm also imagining Greek parliament the exact same way. Sick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I I did want to share with you guys a a, a wonderful hot take, um, courtesy of the only uh, paper of choice, uh, The Spectator. Uh, Yeah. Go off, King. I'm just excited to uh, not be doing the reading series. To kick back and get me. I actually, um, fun fact to our listeners, I don't know how to read. <laughs> I can only read Greek. <laughs> I can only read Greek, but then only when it's written in English. <laughs> so I can only read sororities letters. It's a rare disease called college brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. So... This wonderful article from The Spectator is written by uh, Nicholas Burgess Farrell, who is new to our canon. I don't like him already. That's good. I, I share a name with him and I feel upset. I know. He shares a name with a stage actor, which is why he has to have his middle name like everywhere he goes. There's a Nicholas Farrell who's... 
Hi, I'm just looking up these uh, this guy. He kind of looks like Conte. Yeah, he he is. You mean that? I, you I, mean I, that he's a thought? Um, he's written a, a wonderful, wonderful article in the Spectator called "The Secret of Matteo Salvini's Success." Um, this was written before cool. the um, uh, the PD Five Star Movement Coalition was announced. So keep that in mind. But before we go, and the secret is the secret. You just have to visualize what you want to happen. In uh, Salvini's case, just I like visualize tens of thousands yeah, of people drowning exactly. in the Mediterranean. Exactly. And it'll Thank happen. you. I'm visualizing Matteo Salvini, and um, what's his first name? Kiriakos Misatakis. Yeah. Um, coming together, kissing, hugging, fucking. Yeah. Only so that um, hundreds of thousands of people can drown. <laughs> it's too real. That weird fever dream was actually too real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I didn't. Bit. I didn't want my dream to be like positive for anyone. <laughs> it's just like I have premonitions of Europe. Yeah. And it's just weirdly sprinkled in with gay sex. <laughs> I mean, it's Italy and Greece, baby. That's a good point. Um, all who, right. Now, who learned it from who is the question? <laughs> it's, the, it's the Spider-Man meme with the two Spider-Mans <laughs> pointing at each other. <laughs> Yo, y'all gay. <laughs> okay. So, a little bit about Nicholas Burgess Farrell, because I just have to go into this guy. So he's a British journalist, mainly for The Spectator and The Telegraph. Uh, he's married to an Italian woman, which makes him, in all these papers, the resident Italian whisperer. Uh, that's that's how this, you learn about Italy. Yeah, the only way. Yeah, really familiar for our podcast. <laughs> you have someone who's like kind of remotely <laughs> connected to this thing. Yeah. And you just like, you know, make them your uh, at-home expert <laughs> of Greece. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, his main claim to fame Follow is me on Twitter. His main claim to fame is interviewing Berlusconi. Um, last time he was in government, where Berlusconi said in the interview that Saddam was worse than Mussolini, and that Mussolini didn't kill anyone. Facts. Look it up. Uh, he's known for writing a book called Mussolini: A New Life which is largely seen as... Um, if I were to rewrite Mussolini's life as him being Turkish. <laughs> it Almost. It's a giant rehabilitative work of Mussolini as not that bad a guy. Nicholas Burgess Farrell also lives in uh, Predapio. If anyone knows that, is the town that Mussolini was born yes, in and was I, buried in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah, trying yeah. to reopen that as like a tourist attraction. Yeah, according to... Yeah, yeah, I just saw uh, that. Fun fact, Mussolini was actually shit. He was actually <laughs> a very bad person. Um, anyone who tells you otherwise should just be shot in the head. You'll like this guy then. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> uh, Nick, he's married to an Italian person, so I think he knows more than you. Uh, the, that means that they should both be shot in the head. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get our fucking podcast canceled. <laughs> I'm asking for a fatwa in Italians. That's like just not acceptable. Fair enough. Because they're like the okay Europeans. <laughs> I can only ask for fatwas against Greeks or like Estonians or something like that. No oh, wait, Europe likes Estonians more than they do Greeks, don't they? They do. I think we have um, Belarusians. 
not European Union. Okay, cool. So yeah. Greeks and Belarusians, fatwas against them. <laughs> All right. So here's some choice quotes from other works, including the Mussolini book of uh, Nicholas Burgess Farrell. I hate that we share the same name. I know, right? Uh, MBF. Let's call him MBF. To know fascism in a complete way, we must therefore recognize a denied truth. Fascism under the black shirt was of the left. Not true, because... <laughs> do I have to fucking just dissect this, or do no, I... Uh, no, we, we all know he's an idiot, don't worry. No, be, this is the thing that then like everyone likes to assume, because Mussolini was a really bad communist. Yeah. Like, I think that should be well known, is that Mussolini was a Marxist. Hmm. But when he read the works of people of his time who were racist, he was like, wait, this racial element we're not fucking taking into consideration. Yeah. And then he removed himself immediately from the left. So um, anyone who tells you that, whether it be that then that Mussolini was a leftist or that Nazism means national socialism... um, they're full of shit. But this is what they normally go off of, is that then Mussolini was a lefty, which he was. His father was a Marxist. He was not, though. No. Yeah, just like Kamala Harris. Yeah. Perfect example. Kamala Harris, fucking dumb. Her <laughs> isn't, dad, Pim. Isn't Buttigieg's dad also yes. further to the... Also. Yeah. Kamala Harris. Buttigieg. 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 Just like yeah, Mussolini. Buttigieg's fucking dad... I will not was, be expanding. Is, ...is like the head of the Gramsci Scholar Association in the United yeah. States. That was it, yeah. He's a fucking king. Euro-communist. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. Euro-communist or not. Gramsci's a fucking pimp. He is, yes. And so is Buttigieg's father. Gramsci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another good quote from NBF here before we move on to the meat and potatoes is, personally, I'm not fascist. I'm English, an anarchic English. No, you're fascist. <laughs> no, I gotta need to complete this. An, an- Anarcho-English. No, no, you'll like this even more, Rob. An anarchic English Thatcherino. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Well, I just want to say, for anyone who talks about Brexit like it's some new thing, like, oh, they're talking a bunch of nonsense, just look at someone who describes themselves as an anarcho-England Thatcherino. Thatcherino. That's, he's just, that's, that's Italian yeah. pro- appropriation. Um, that's racist. He can't, no. he just can't, he can't go around calling himself a Thatcherino. Hey, baby, I'm a Thatcherino. Um, that sounds like a fucking DJ. Nothing. <laughs> and you wonder, it's, it's like in the US where people are like, oh, like, Trump brought fake news, and then you look at like how the New York Times like manufactured consent for like the for for the weapons of mass destruction, and this is the same thing. <laughs> Nothing has meant anything for a long time in UK politics. So hang on, I ha- I want to have uh, just a little bit get through this. This is a wait 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 real quick real quick <clears throat> bust down Thatcherino bust down Thatcherino. Oh, let's <laughs> see you bust down. All right, so I'm gonna get through this real quick. This is just an, a this is. This is a little bit. Um, all right. This is a little bit uh, from an article reviewing uh, Mussolini: A New Life by NBF. Wait, just, just to be clear, those are all quotes from the book Mussolini: A New Life, or just scattered throughout? Uh, one, w- the first oh, one was from Mussolini: A New Life. The second one was just an interview with him. The strange thing is that while Pharrell clearly thinks he's saying terribly, 
he's saying terribly dar- daring original things. He's actually repeating what in the historiography is a very standard line. Renzo de Felici's monumental biography of Il Duce said it all years ago. And one constantly gets the impression that Pharrell's book is a bit of a cut and paste job. One constantly gets the impression that the author is desperate to escape the biographical straitjacket to take pot shots at the politically correct. The left, quote, the left has had a cultural hegemony in Italy throughout the post-war period. Not is, true. Is a typical sentence left dangling without qualification, definition, or justification. So that's, that gives you an idea of MBF's work here. Okay. I wonder if the if the fascist gangs in Operation Gladio were reading uh, Nic- Nicholas Burgess for. Oh, they probably were. They were like, "Oh, this is <laughs> this is cool." Notes from the future. Yeah. Um, first off, They're like we have to do this to counter left cultural hegemony. Yeah. Um, what left wing culture in Italy currently right now, other than is voting politically? Because I don't know. I do not know of a single political party that, that is remotely connected to anything left wing. And this means, yeah. you know, hey, we're talking about, you know. Italy and Greece, baby. Um, aside from Syriza, this is historically also really similar in that country. Yeah. Is that that anything remotely further left wing of PASOK? Yeah, Italy. Italy is strange in that way because, like, Greece, Spain, and Portugal all got their like big left wing political push. Like, did they? I mean, they got a political party that people could rally around. Italy didn't even get that. True. Yeah. So the actual article. Should we dive There's in? more? This is the actual article. Uh, this Hell yeah. <laughs> the secret of Matteo Salvini's success. Alright, alright. So some bullshit he tries to set up the current situation in Italy. He calls the five star movement the alt left, which oof. Oof. But here we go, here we go. I, I, I did bring it up. Uh, I do want to point out that in the first line he says uh, Steve Bannon was cock-a-hoop. He does say, yeah. Uh, Last summer, when all, Italy became the first major European country to get a populist government, Steve Bannon was cock-a-hoop. I'll, That's the most offensive thing he I, said. I so know, far. right? I love showing off what is that, that I'm what does it incredibly mean? English. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have to establish... that. This sounds like, this sounds like English pup. PUA tips like first thing always establish that you're that you're English in the first thing you say. All right, here we go. Salvini, known as Il Capitano, or in uh, English, uh, Tatiana, <laughs> has proved a man of action, able to stop NGO charity ships ferrying illegal immigrants across the Mediterranean from Libya by banning them and docking in Italian ports. This was his do-or-die electoral pledge, and he delivered. He has also turned out to be surprisingly popular with Italian business people. No sh- fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> with his pledges of Trumpian tax cuts and infrastructure spending. You know who else does that? Is Neo Thamakratia. <laughs> Wonder where this, you know, there's like a common thread running this episode or something. I don't yeah. know. Uh, quote, well, as Germans say, Wutefaden. Ah, yes. Well, well, the, the, the red line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that movie from the 90s about World War II. No. Uh, we don't talk about that in this country. No, absolutely not. 
quote, the flat tax and big cuts in taxes for companies and families will have to be a fundamental part of the next budget. We hope that Europe will allow Italy to return to growth, he said recently. He's daring Brussels to stand in his way. Because, of course, this is the spectator. We have to make everything about Brexit. <laughs> what well, if, he does love talking about Brussels, Brexit, Salvini. So. But for Italy... <laughs> That is probably MBF's big thing at the moment. Emmanuel Macron, the great white hope of the European elite. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I know that's true. It's just just funny. (laughs) Has frequently expressed outrage at Italy's populist government for its migrant crackdown. But this seems... But this seems rich when France has suspended the Schengen Agreement on free movement within the EU at its frontier with Italy on the Riviera. The French police send back dozens of migrants every day. So who's the fascist? End of paragraph. <laughs> I, yeah, I, like Mac- I actually like Macron. Um, you know, homie's not wrong, actually. Macron's a bitch. But that's not it. Like, and then he's going to be like... in. Let me guess. He's going to turn it around and be like, Italy should also be that way. <laughs> um, fortunately, no. But Italy is taking that to like the 11th degree. Um, I want to point out that at this point, he refers to Brothers of Italy, Fratelli d'Italia, as a post-fascist party. Whatever that right. is. He also refers to uh, Matteo Renzi's, uh, Zingaretti's PD as a post-communist Democratic Party. (laughs) Okay, you just put post in front of everything, much like in normal music trends, to be like, yeah, it seems a little... I literally just joked with Kieran about this before this episode started. Yeah. I'm just sitting here in my room making like post-grunge, blackened death metal. But like post-communist does, in a weird way, describe like... Social Democrats, yeah. We're just like we have all the same like you know tools and aesthetics as regular communist parties, but we do something completely different with it. Yeah, we suck. Yeah. Uh, okay, a government led only by him would break the EU's fiscal pact on deficit limits and create a major problem in the heart of Euroland. You know the rules that like Germany and Italy and France have been consistently breaking for years. That in turn would receive Lega's flirtation with taking Italy out of the euro, a policy it reluctantly put on ice only after Marine Le Pen, who also advocated France leaving the euro, lost the 2017 presidential election with. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here we are in fucking 2019 talking about countries leaving the European Union. Yeah. Or the, sorry, the eurozone. Yes. Not going to happen. No. Like, if Greece didn't leave the fucking Eurozone, no country is leaving the Eurozone. Yeah. Why? Like, come on. I got a fucking job doing this fucking journalism bullshit that <laughs> these fucking idiots do. The thing that uh, the MBF is so very carefully leaving out of this article, though, which I love, which is why Marine Le Pen has moved away from this policy position. And that was literally the business people we mentioned beforehand. Because she's a thought. She's a pog. <laughs> yeah. The, the business people who like, support these time. parties don't want 
their countries to leave the euro. Well, of course not. No. The euro's the most beneficial right. thing if you're a remotely industrial economy. Yeah. What they want is their, like, which La Liga does very well, is their, like, micro-protectionism within the EU yeah. free market. Yeah. Down the centuries, Italy has so often been the crucible from which revolutionary ideas have emerged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one one particular political ideology definitely came from Italy and uh, <laughs> Yeah, really. Uh, uh it was a hit in the early uh, 20th century. Um but it's ludicrous to place Silvini on the far right. Ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Luda. Luda. <laughs> to his fast-growing army of admirers, he, now he's going to describe not a far right politician. To his fast-growing army of admirers, he is a democrat and a patriot, or a nationalist, if you insist. But what is certain is that he absolutely detests socialists. Oh, wow. Okay. So new and interesting for Italy or a southern European country. Well, I don't know why they have to keep doing this. Like, This reminds me of so many American uh, commentators who are like, actually... It's Macron that's the fascist and Salvini that is the Democrat, you know, and yeah. patriot. It's just like, why? Why are you still doing this? Salvini and Lega do not go around beating opponents up or smashing up their shop windows. <laughs> they, they, they assassinate them. <laughs> it is his opponent. Democracy, uh, democracy is when you uh, assassinate uh, socialists. And the more socialists you assassinate, the more democratic it is. <laughs> It hey, is. Uh, what year is this? 1968? <laughs> May, perhaps. Oh, God. It is his opponents who tend to use violence. What Italy suggests is that right-wing populism is proving more effective in government than the left-wing populism tried by Greece. <laughs> First of all... I'm not even going to talk about populism. Second of all, I wonder fucking why they're like, yeah, they're just better they're at government just, when the know, whole you fucking... Know, you know, you know with, the thing I fucking love is that like when you just adopt yourself as a quote-unquote right-wing populist government, which does not exist, there is no such thing as right-wing populism because you're just the fucking, you know, hand that rubs the dick of capital... <laughs> you just said two paragraphs before about how much the yeah, business exactly. community and loves you. Series have yeah. failed like on multiple levels because series of one part I will say is because capital hates the left, but series also failed internally. You can't even fucking make the comparison in that sense because series have tried to then become the the party of austerity and failed. So what then comes down like like what does it come down to that after that it's just that then like the like capital loves the right and capital loves to have their fucking dick stroked by anyone who's remotely further left wing or sorry further right wing than social democrats and that is the 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 product of history and it has always repeated itself it always will and we can't expect anything different. And I'm going to leave us with that. So, Well, unfortunately, I'm going to have to leave you guys with uh, the final paragraph here, which is NBF being a bit horny on Maine. So, I wasn't horny enough uh -oh. talking about dick stroking. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Oh. Matteo Salvini does have something in common with Benito Mussolini. He, I love them both. He's fat. A gift for connecting with the crowd. 
He spends much of his time on Twitter and Facebook where he has 3.5 million followers. When he tours Italy, he always leaves the stage to mingle with the crowd. This summer, he has been visiting the country's beaches, often bare-chested, which is what Mussolini did. The crowd loved Il Duce. The crowd loves Il Capitano. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm so mad. Uh, I mean, I uh, saw that. Y'all yeah, good? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I like saw what? the fucking video that Rob sent us. I I busted, not yeah. going to lie, yeah. of Matteo Salvini shirtless uh, DJing. Didn't think much of it, though. Yeah. But, like, he just said a paragraph before, like... How how long is this? That was that was that's it. Like that's the whole thing. Yeah, that was yeah, it. That was it. So there's what like it, was, it sounded like six paragraphs being very like actually it's the left who are the fascists, and then the last paragraph he can just be like, hell yeah, he's just like Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, really, that's great. Really, I love MBF. It, it takes him like three paragraphs to go from actually he's not right wing. No, but I guess because this guy's career is being like actually Mussolini isn't right wing. Therefore, Salvini is just... No, Mussolini's not right-wing. Salvini's like Mussolini. Therefore, Salvini's not right-wing. That, that's his basic... That's his, that's his thought. That's his insane thought. Um, yeah. It's also worth pointing sad, out though. that the work of MBF on like Mussolini conveniently ends before... Um, conveniently does not talk about and basically ends uh, before the invasion of Abyssinia... And uh, the 1938 introduce of like the race laws into Italy. Oh, damn, I wonder why. Yeah, right. <laughs> because then you have to admit that he's a fascist. Probably would. Probably would. Well, that was another episode of the Corner Spatey. <laughs> that was the episode. Uh, make sure to check out New Dawn by Melty Brains. And with that, good night.